you know that fresh produce is the best produce. That's why at Kroger, we invest in local farmers to bring you seasonal picks that taste fresh from the farm good, like sweet corn, refreshing watermelon, and juicy peaches. So whether you're a delivery lover, a picker-upper, or you shop in-store, your local produce always tastes 100% fresh, or you get a 100% refund guaranteed. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hey, now it's Brace for Impact, and I'm your host, Mike Gilbert, and I'm joined as always by JD by God Oliva. How you doing, JD? Solid, man. How are you? Doing good, man. Doing good. Had a good week, uh, highlighted by the fact that I was on We're Live Pal with uh, Garrett Gonzalez and Andrew Zarian on uh, the Wrestling Observer YouTube, man. That was really cool. I have not had a chance to listen to that yet. How did that go? Uh, it went good. I thought the the three of us had chemistry, so that was cool. Like we didn't really like step over each other, which I thought we might, you know. And I'm used to being a host, so it was kind of cool to be just to sit back and um, be in the like the guest the guest spot and like Garrett would just pitch me questions and stuff like that. So it was fun, man. It was fun to be on a show where our, I, uh, I wasn't there just to talk about impact. I was there to talk about whatever I want, which is cool or whatever the host wanted and not, not just impact. Cause I, I get pigeonholed a little bit being the impact guy sometimes. I, I understand that. I understand that. <laughs> yeah. But Hey, speaking of impact, man, we got uh, not, not breaking news. This news, uh, this news went down on Monday, so I'm not going to hit the breaking news button, but uh, I got a little slide up here. So uh, Richard Schaefer, he is, uh, he was a former, um, I think he was like, he was a part of golden boy uh, with uh, golden boy boxing with Oscar De La Hoya. Um, a long time, a long time boxing guy, a long time lawyer and agent and, a confidant of Oscar de la Hoya, Floyd Mayweather. He most recently was the co-founder of a boxing promotion called Probellum. We'll get into that in a little bit. Um, and he also is a current like a special advisor to uh, Johnny Bones Jones, the UFC heavyweight champion. But Richard Schaefer, he's a he in bo- in boxing, he's big time. Um, he was a part of some of the biggest fights that there ever was uh, with that Golden Boy banner uh, from like 05 to like 2014 before. I don't know if this is true, but I get the feeling he just got tired of Oscar De La Hoya's bullshit. <laughs> like they, they were no. their boys. Yeah, yeah. Oscar and, and Golden Boy has never really been the, been the same since then. And he has had some like projects, but he never really like um, he never really got anything else off the ground. But uh, he is now taking over as the anthem president. And uh, Scott Demora is now the president of Impact, man. So um, I, I've already talked about this on another podcast. So what what do you think about the, this hire? I don't know enough about boxing to really talk about what Richard Schaefer does. Just listening to what Dave was saying, um, it seems to be more. It seems to have it seems to have a bigger impact, so to say, on what they plan to do with MMA and boxing more so than Impact of itself. I don't know how this changes impact day to day with Demore going yeah. from vice president to president, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. Demore basically is going up into Ed Nordholm's role and Ed Nordholm has been the president since Anthem bought the company and they kicked out uh, Dixie Carter and Billy Corgan. And they, you know, when they bought it, impact was essentially insolvent and um, Ed Nordholm is like an acquisitions attorney. So they mm-hmm. he specializes in purchasing distressed assets which impact would have fit that bill when they bought it. 
And kind of getting things turned around. Murders and executions, I believe, is the term that they use in the business (laughs) for it. Yeah, yeah. So they they bought it and uh, they they kind of turned it around. They righted the ship. They got it on stable footing now, and they've been uh, been doing pretty decent for the last five years. But and so Demora getting promoted to president, I don't think changes anything. I don't know that this changes anything for Impact at all. Like you were saying. Um, they did say that Impact or Anthem is looking to start a boxing promotion, and if they start a boxing promotion, you know maybe there'd be a little bit of crossover promotion with with Impact and Invicta. That would be kind of cool. Um, but I took a look at the boxers currently under contract with Schaefer. He is their he is their promoter. It's a Nonito the the Filipino Flash Donaire. And uh, and I, I've watched these great, by the way. Okay. Um, and I Imantas Stanionis, and I've never heard of that guy. So th- those those are two guys that have left the Probellum. Um, they've left the Probellum banner. Um, have you heard about this Probellum promotion and why it went under? I know of it, but I do not know the story behind it. Please enlighten me. So Schaefer co-founded uh, this Probellum, and I'm not going to say the guy's name because A, I forgot to write it down, and B, <laughs> I don't want the guy he co-founded it with to fucking kill us. So apparently that really guy noted. that guy is in the Irish mob. Um, I, so the word oh. that I used, the word that I used in a chat that I was in was affiliated with the Irish mob, and an Irishman corrected me and said, no, he is the Irish mob, and he oh. currently and he, he escaped Ireland to the Middle East. Um, and he is kind of wanted in Ireland because of his uh, ties to the mob or the fact that he is the mob. So that whole thing got blown up, and so Probellum essentially went out of business and uh, it got sold off. They sold off all the assets, and now Schaefer's here with uh, Anthem and looking to get back into boxing under the Anthem banner. Well, uh, no comment. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, as, uh, as the descendant of Irish horse thieves uh, – no comment. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, 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 um, I'm yeah. going to walk away from that one. I, I, I get why they want to get into the business of boxing, right? There's yeah. so box as far as the combat sports go. I know it's not on the surface. Boxing isn't as popular as it once was, but that's still the the major money driver in the sport, right? As far as like, especially from mm-hmm. where the athletes come from, the athletes make real money. This is why Francis Nagano is like, hey, I think I'm going to box. Like there are not dudes who start boxing before two years ago this late in life. We're just like, you know what? I'm going to be a pro boxer. But the money is so good if you have a name as yeah. compared to MMA and especially compared to wrestling. <clears throat> like right. I get it, man. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just as far as this, for this being an impact show. I don't other than than Anthem trying to grow their combat sports brand. I don't see what this does for impact. Yeah. So what, one of the things that was in one of the articles that were was written about uh, Schaefer was that he said, they said that um, they were going to, um, they're going to be seeking uh, actively seeking new acquisitions in combat sports and pro wrestling. So they're going to be looking for acquisitions and they were also currently seeking a larger platform for their Invicta brand, um, Invicta. Uh, I don't know what they've ever done on Access as far as TV ratings, but I did check their YouTube and their YouTube, like for their live YouTube streams, like they end up in the six figures. Like it's they have, good. they have, yeah. So they, their last few of like well over a hundred thousand people watch those. So which, which is pretty good, which is a lot larger than I thought that they were gonna have. So that's solid. Those are solid numbers yeah. in this in yeah. this day and age. Like 
you can't expect numbers to be like it's so funny because like the market leaders are such the market leaders that people are like well they're not doing what ufc is doing or what like you know the major companies i mean like these are good numbers like you you're profitable yeah. You're profitable. You're making money, which is the, the goal. Make yeah. <laughs> so one one of the things that we were uh, talking about in our BFI chat, and then I, and I talked with some other people that kind of just that know the TV business a little bit and just mm-hmm. seeing what they thought. And what one of the ideas we had was, you know, how you know he's Schaefer's the president of Anthem Sports, and under mm-hmm. Anthem Sports is going to be Invicta, Impact, and the boxing the the boxing promotion, right? What if, you know, Anthem then tries to package those up into like a streaming deal, uh, inter- whether it be domestic or international, while still airing their stuff on Fight Network and, uh, and Access TV? I, I, think, I think that's how it could really affect Impact is if the whole, all three together go to, say, like a DAZN who, who Schaefer happens to have a relationship with mm-hmm. and he's promoted a lot of shows on the DAZN platform. Impact is in over 170 countries on DAZN, um, so that relationship is there. Um, that's one of the things that I think, and Schaefer has those connections. He's got media connections and t- television connections all over the world. Um, I, I think he's one of those guys that could probably get that deal done. Bundling uh, for these business, for these TV deals specifically, bundling has been um... – pretty pretty common and pretty successful for a yeah. while when making these big deals especially like smaller these are like these would be like a smaller package deal you put these together and probably get like i said the zone be a, a really good client for them to have i think so yeah. um or i don't think fight fight's probably not the way to go i don't know man i think it sounds it sounds really good i think impact or um anthem's just trying to to strengthen their their combat sports brand and it makes it makes sense um part of me wonders if it's too little too late because if we talked about the last couple the last couple of weeks uh it seems like these big deals might again there's nothing official on that yet but it seems like they might be lowering i don't know yeah i don't know it's interesting to me I, I, it seems to me like you know we have to get this done now kind of a thing yeah well you know? i think I think they would be in a position to get some money yeah. because AEW and WWE will probably price themselves out of the market for a lot of these networks. Correct. And until they're willing to come down on, on, on these deals while Anthem sports, if it's like a, it's like, Hey, not only every 52 weeks a year, do we get, you get impact wrestling and say you throw in the monthly specials and the quarterly pay-per-views, you get all that along with, you know, monthly Invicta shows and monthly boxing shows you know, that's probably would be something that somebody would want to, to get their hands on. Um, and especially if they could somehow get some name fighter. Now, Nonito Donaire at one point, like 10 years ago, was a name fighter. He's not exactly like a, a yeah. big money drawing guy right now. But if they can get their hands on a name, uh, a name fighter or two, they might be able to work something out and they can all kind of help each other out. Yeah, and that's what you kind of need in boxing. And this is the difference between boxing and and wrestling and MMA specifically is that the fighter still is the brand, right? Like the average person doesn't know Bob Arum or Don King, you know what I'm saying? Like as far as like the promotional wing goes. So like having the name fighter is still where the money is. So if you could make a play for, I don't know, I I don't know enough about boxing to say, you know, to say this guy is the guy to, to go with, but if you could do that, that could be super valuable. Like, yeah, I just don't, I just don't know where to go with it. I don't know enough. 
Yeah. Yeah, I got you. I, I, it's something that we'll keep our eye on. I, I think it's pretty interesting. You want to know something that I learned today? Sure. Uh, Don King, not dead. I was corrected today. I thought he was dead. Uh, but somebody just uh, showed a recent picture of him with Adrian Broner, and they, I guess he signed Adrian Broner to a promotional deal. Adrian How old? Broner is a dude. He he promoted Ali back in the day. Yes, he promoted Ali and I want to say Ali and <laughs> Joe Frazier or Ali One and of those, Foreman yeah. or something like that. Now I got to look this up while we're. It was no, computer. it was he definitely was there with Ali and Foreman, um, and he He's, him and he is ninety one years old. Motherfucker's still kicking. Good for him, man. E- evil doesn't die. It just no. festers. <laughs> yeah, he just like guys like him and Vince are just going to live forever. Yes. Uh, King, uh, a lot of the stuff that you say people say about Vince, King is probably in that uh, mode. And he also ripped a lot of people off. So He ripped um, a lot of heroes off, like people that yeah. like are greatly <laughs> admired by society. Don yes. King bled them dry, um, yeah. including Muhammad Ali. What a sh- shame that Muhammad Ali is... No longer with us and suffered, and you know Don King is <laughs> Don, promoting, and Don King is still kicking, man. Um, we'll, we'll we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, next story before we get into the Impact recap. Um, Access T our Impact is going to be live on Access TV for the first time ever from the Access this TV studios. Is interesting. So I I looked so I I listened to Tom Hannafin's words pretty carefully. They're going to be doing a kind of a countdown show. It's kind of like a, a two-hour pre-show for Multiverse United. They're going to be live from Access TV Studios, but they're not going to have a ring or anything set up in Access TV Studios. They're just going to be sitting there, and then they're going to pitch it to taped matches. And the main event of that show so far is Kenta versus Josh Alexander, which was taped at the recent Vegas tapings. So Why? Why? Okay, this is like – um. This is like a throwback to 80s WWE TV, right? Is what it sounds yeah. like. Why? Yeah. I it doesn't like I don't see the end game. It doesn't sound promising. The idea of live, I think we all got excited even if it was live studio wrestling, but they've never had a live episode of Impact on Access TV before. But this isn't the first time the Impact has been live on Access TV because they've done pre-shows in the past mm-hmm. that were actually live on the platform. Um and so this is the first time we're impact on access TV. The television show is, is live on access and it's just them going to be in studio, probably cutting promos and promoting the upcoming uh, new Japan show. Essentially I take it as they're taking a week off, like kind of, kind of like they did last year a little bit, whenever instead of an actual weekly show, they just aired footage from the uh, WrestleMania weekend show from the previous week. They just aired matches from that. So Hmm. Um, when people talk about impacts ratings kind of going in the tank, it's very clear. They do not care about those ratings. They are super comfortable. They don't mind taking a week off. They're cool with it. Um, and you know what? I, I'm okay with it too. Take a week off. That's fine. If you guys don't want to be 52 weeks a year, do, do your thing. But that's kind of what I'm seeing with this thing. Can I level with you for a minute, Mike? Yeah. We don't have a television deal. So what do our ratings matter? There you go. We yeah. don't. We're owned by the we're owned by the company. We're content. Yeah. We're the best drawn. We uh, Sammy Callahan could take a shit in the ring, which sometimes kind of happens, um, <laughs> and it would draw pretty much the same thing as we get every week. Yeah. Right. Like within a yeah. within a few decimal points, and 
I'm starting to question the, the viability of Nielsen myself with certain things. So uh, if it, they don't care, why do I care? If it wasn't for the MLW versus Impact War that I tried to manifest and create for my own enjoyment, <laughs> I I would just be done talking about Impact's ratings altogether. We lost um, that one, but, didn't we? Yeah. Well, um, I don't know who's winning now because each show has done so bad the last couple of weeks, nobody has access to the ratings. They're not posted right. anywhere. Even Brandon Thurston doesn't have the ratings from the last couple of weeks. So so nobody won. So everybody loses. Um, <laughs> yeah. This is the downside of SGWWE being hot. And I like... I fought back on this concept for a long time, but when the, when the market leader is hot, why have an alternative product? Yeah. You know? And again, these are just, again, this is why I say things with the Nielsen, because everything is just within a year, look at year over year ratings. So this was a, like this AEW funny AEW uh, finished the exact same spot. They finished two weeks ago, but the difference between third and 11th based on competition yeah. of the night with, you know, NCAA tournament coming in big sports and, TV just sucks right now, like compared to what we used to think it is. I posted a thing in our in our BFI chat about uh, Superman and Lois, a show that you think I would like, but I actually do not. On uh, it's the kind CW. of like a chick show, right? No, it's worse than that. It's um like as I told, I said in the chat, the first, I saw the pilot, the first fifteen minutes, I'm like yes, this is Superman. The next forty five minutes, I was like, I'm done. It's Superman <laughs> and Lois raising their emo son in Smallville, and he oh. just cries and whines, and I'm like. This just isn't for me, man. So I bailed out on it. But it drew like 700,000 viewers, and it was the mm -hmm. most watched show on the CW in like a year. Wow. Think about that. That's broadcast. That's that's broadcast. And CW is not a popular channel. Well, clearly. <laughs> but it's 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 broadcast, and that's, you know, mm -hmm. that's good. Those are those are really good numbers for CW. I, they are. You know what? It, I don't want to pivot. We're not going to stay on the – but I keep tweeting Brad Schwartz about moving impact to CW um, just because it would help our podcast. It would. You're trying to manifest that, but why <laughs> – okay, okay, let's let's be real. You've got a show that does sub-100,000 numbers. Would you really move it to broadcast where, like, you're struggling to get 500? That doesn't help anybody, you know? I don't think that's going to happen. Well, it, it would it would help the impact brand, but uh, probably wouldn't help access. Uh, wouldn't help access the top show. I don't think it helps CW all that much either because it's not like we talked about um channel profiles earlier and like you know what what is a network because a network has to have a brand and identity and the CW is like you know um for like, let's be honest with our demographics I can say this chick shit you know yeah. And the superhero yeah. stuff that that is on there, and there used to be a lot of superhero stuff on there. It leans to the melodramatic. It doesn't even lean. It is yeah. melodramatic, even for superhero stuff. So I yeah. don't. But I don't. They see they did. There. No, but you know what? They are changing the. They're slightly changing the channel with this new president. They don't um, know their identity in, right now. Yeah. He he brought in Saudi golf, so he brought in the Saudi golf, which is currently bombing. Um, mm -hmm. and they still have Walker, Texas Ranger on that channel. Think that the new, I have not seen it, but, um, there's a new Walker, Texas Ranger. It's just called Walker. And I'm just like, you know what? That was one of my favorite shows when I was a kid, you know, cause Chuck Norris is awesome. Yeah. So I was going to give it a shot, but I was just like, I just can't do it. I, there's I, a, and I, 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 I watched it. I had, yeah. there are no, there are no new ideas anymore. <laughs> there really, did it brought back a, a Walker show without Chuck Norris. That's like well, he's silly. older than Don King. Yeah, he, he is, but he yes. could probably still throw a spin kick. I'd watch it. I'd pay it. But I mean, like, <laughs> what's the point, right? Yeah. Are you gonna watch Enter the Dragon without Bruce Lee? Like, no. what's I don't know. That's neither here nor there. I don't know if it fits no. the pro. I don't know if they know what the new identity of the network is yet. So, I don't know. Yeah. So that if Live they Golf change their identity, 
Yeah, if they change their identity and, uh, you know, maybe. But I don't know. I just I like to tweet it, and Jared gets really excited when I do that. And so I just it's, <laughs> it's funny. Um, yeah. <laughs> but hey, we're gonna go ahead and get into into the impact recap on BTI. Champagne Singh defeated Zicky Dice. And that was talking BTI. Thank you, folks. Thank you for talking BTI with us. I got nothing. So Raj Singh is doing a champagne gimmick. Uh, I saw a clip of this on Twitter. I think he it's kind of a ripoff. You remember when Chris Canyon? Right, I was just going to say that. Group? Yeah, Chris Champagne. Chris champagne, Canyon, yeah. Chris Canyon. Yeah. So maybe that's what they're trying to do. Hey, if you're going to rip off, rip off Chris Canyon. So he's great. But- but not that Chris Canyon. Like there's <laughs> no. better Chris Canyon yeah. gimmicks out there. <laughs> Rip off Mortis. Mortis was awesome, by the Mortis way. But was I was also awesome. a, I was also a Mortal Kombat loving teenager when Mortis came out. So As was I'm I. guessing I'm guessing the adults did not like it, but teenage me loved it. So I You know what? Great. Glacier was awesome too. Yeah. His matches so were was, great, but the entrance was awesome. So was Wrath. I loved Wrath. Wrath. I thought the whole deal was great. Blood runs cold. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, our opening contest, uh, Mike Bailey and Jonathan Gresham defeated uh, Decay, Crazy Steve and Black Tarus. I thought this was a really good opening match. I, I All these, te- these teams had great chemistry. Bailey and Gresham are awesome. Um, Steve and Black Tarus, or Black Tarus specifically, I thought, I was just watching this. I was like, man, he is really freaking good, this Black Tarus, man. He is so good. He is. You wouldn't, I mean, like, they don't book him to be awesome here. I don't know if it's like a, I, you don't know how long, how often you're going to have Black Tarus kind of a thing. Yeah. Because AAA is home, right? He just kind of comes here to do other shit. But when he's here, it's never bad. It's never bad. No. No, I mean, they pushed him up to a title shot at Hard to Kill. And so he's he's done some stuff here and there. But, um, you know, right now, Decay is kind of like, you know, they were they were up. They both got title shots, and they're kind of coming back down again, and they'll bring them back up later. That's kind of how they book these guys. So. Yeah, nice. Um, Impact booking. Match was fun. Yeah, yeah. It, it, was, uh, it was good, good stuff. Um, NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like, maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away. Specifically, the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. I just went to my happy place. I just went to Maui, and it was truly amazing. Priceline has always been about getting you to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else, like up to 60% off select hotels in Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Jim Miller caught up with Impact World Champion Josh Alexander, Frankie Kazarian, and Riswan ahead of their trio's debut against Bullet Club and Time Machine um, at Sacrifice. And then Macklin walked in in just his tights. I just thought that was weird. Like, he just walks around backstage in his tights. He kind of looked like, oh, today's Happy Austin 316 Day, by the way. And when I, was, yes. when I was watching, I was looking at Macklin, like the side view of his body. I was like, his body shape kind of reminiscent of Stone Cold from his Attitude Era days. Kind mm-hmm. of like a muscular guy with a little bit of a beer belly, you know, but like still in really good shape. It looks like he could just beat somebody's ass. Austin, like would, 
Austin would fluctuate sometimes where like that that six pack would look real good some months. <laughs> and then there'd be other times like, ooh, Steve's having a little too much of those beer batches after the matches. And then he would <laughs> yeah. get back ripped again. Like you could always, you know, the struggle well, is real, man, when you get to that, you get past 35. Well, and that was part of the charm of Stone Cold. He it was, was the everyman. He was just he an was. ass kicker. Right. And I, I get that vibe from uh from Macklin too. So um but he was just there stirring shit up between all of them and then calling, uh, saying, hey, you're teaming with this guy just because they're no longer a threat to you. And uh, Kazarian and so on took umbrage uh, with that. So I like Kazarian uh, talking about how uh, he was the first guy really to get in the Bullet Club's craw. And like, oh, you're thinking really highly of the Bullet Hunter gimmick. That, <laughs> you know, old Frankie Tetsu over here thinking more of himself than what he was. Yeah. So, yeah. was that because that was the elite hunter? Was he talking the about elite bullet? hunter? Yes, oh, because I know that he's a bullet club, too. I was thinking the elite hunter, actually. So, well, I actually did yeah. get him confused with Yoshi Tatsu, but that was like the exact same gimmick, nonetheless. Um, yeah, so I'm I was thinking he was talking about SCU and like feuding with them back in the day, but I don't really remember. Like, I remember the kingdom and Bullet Club having a big feud, but I don't remember SCU and Bullet Club having a feud back in the day. Nor do uh, I. I could just, I could well, just be S- misremembering that. Is he talking about some SCU versus Bucks stuff? Because that maybe was, that was a thing, but not, I don't know. Like, SCU and the Bucks didn't have like a big rivalry that I, maybe, maybe he's going back to the addiction Bucks. I guess that's stuff. I just don't remember. Yeah. You know, I, I don't either. I believed him when he said it, but I, I just don't. Yeah. You, if you say anything with conviction, people are going to believe you. I'm six foot seven. Yeah. The, the, five, the, the truth doesn't have to be true. It just has to sound truthful. Yeah. All you have to do is say it, right? And you're good. Mm-hmm. That's it. I mean, we have microphones. People believe anything we say. The world yeah. is actually a bagel. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Mm. Giselle Shaw talked to Miller and complained about how she lost to a knockouts champion, Mickey James. And now Deanna Perazzo is jealous of her. And then in walked Swinger and Zicky Dice uh, for some comedy. Um, and they sweat up. Uh, they set up Swinger versus Jai Vidal for tonight. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just did you watch Giselle Shaw's uh, Diary? No, God no. I heard it was good, but it's I did not watch it. It's getting high praise in mainstream press. Um, Is it really? Because they document her coming out as transgender. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. that. So that's what the diary is about. Like her struggle. Oh. Dude, apparently, and I, I just saw some tweets about this. So, hey, guys, I'm not a journalist, by the way. I'm just I'm just a guy. J.D. This, and I are just fans talking stuff. So This might shock you, but we have zero yeah. credibility whatsoever. Right. So, But it seemed like maybe she had a WWE tryout one day, and like maybe some of her being transgender might have hurt that opportunity. Really? I don't know. But I, I did see some people saying that online. So I, I don't know if that's true or not, but huh? – um, we we won't be clipping this for YouTube. This will just be on the show, but because I don't know if that's true or not. But I got that I got that feeling from what people were saying on Twitter about it. So it's like, oh shit, I never heard that. So I had no idea. Yeah. Although <clears throat> she's really good, so it does surprise she, me that she's never had a cup of coffee, if you will, with NXT or anything. Like, I don't think she's ever had an appearance over there, has she? No, because she was doing her rough pro stuff, and I think she was doing stuff in Japan, and then eventually impact you know i mean she's obviously got the relationship with demore that's been going on that predates her being signed with impact but she ultimately ended up just signing with impact so did she do stuff at pro because i know it was 
for a long time those uk companies kind of intermingled yeah and that kind of stopped when rev pro really kind of hit up with <sighs> new Japan and progress really with wwe did she ever do any stuff with progress i think she was the progress champion i'm just mixing up rev pro and progress oh i don't even know that's why i'm asking okay. the question i'm not sure but that surprises me yeah. too because progress is the one with the wwe ties <clears throat> and yeah. they've certainly brought in a lot of questionable people from progress over the years yeah not very progressive right that is true uh steve macklin uh defeated heath um so this was the match that i was it wasn't like a great match or anything it wasn't just anything long it, it was it was a little bit too long but it was macklin just getting a decisive win over somebody now i need to see him beat the shit out of somebody i yes. honestly i want to see him put somebody in a pool of their own blood before he heads into his match with alexander i I wish this was more of a decisive win. It's so weird because wrestling is really good. Like this, this show is really kind of like getting on my nerves a little bit because the wrestling is good, but everything else is really kind of bad. So I enjoy watching Macklin and Heath wrestle, but at the same time, I'm like, shouldn't Macklin who's getting the world title shot murder Heath? I mean, it's, and it's not like it's one of those like uh, you know New Japan style super work rate matches because it wasn't like it was that great of a match like it should right. have been like maybe five minutes long mm-hmm. instead of like twelve or whatever it was it felt long it it, it was a lot longer than it needed to be that's for yeah. sure um, but anyway Macklin got the uh, the double arm the the KIA double arm DDT for the pin so there you go uh, the Death Dolls. We're backstage getting excited for their knockout tag team title defense against the Coven. Valkyrie talked Jessica into doing something else because she's scared of magic. So she and Rosemary could defend the titles tonight instead. Yep. This fucking sucked, man. Like, uh, oh, it was think- so, it's so bad. Well, at least it's at least <laughs> part of it's over. Part of but, it, part of part of our long national nightmare is coming to an end soon. I just, um, I want someone else to sign <laughs> Rosemary, so I don't have to. I like Rosemary, but God, I hate this stuff so much. I hate it. <laughs> it just he owns the show, and it's such. Ba- the community theater is just so bad that we have to put up with it every week, and no one knows how to deliver a line. And it sounds like I'm making fun of the women, but I'm not because so the men deliver the lines too half the time. So mm, bad. Yeah. So fucking awful i i hate it i just hate it uh uh, you know who could be in a horror movie and actually probably do pretty well as pco he was shown pco is a horror movie (laughs) he was shown dragging a shovel through las vegas yelling for eddie edwards after the events of last week uh god illa our friend god illa was uh explaining this has got to be some type of white privilege for pco to be able to do that and not get arrested just walking around with a shovel screaming for that he's going to kill somebody through the streets. <laughs> so fair. Uh, I like, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, I agree. He should have been arrested. <laughs> Our man Godella did the Jonathan Majors upper body workout this week. Oh. And I think he died. I think he said he died somewhere midway through the workout and had to be resuscitated. So <laughs> kudos to our man. Cause Jonathan Majors yeah. is a big dude. So he's, I, kudos yeah. sir. Yeah. Kudos to Ella for, for t- trying that out. May God now, now try it a second time. Soul. Let's see. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bailey was about to leave and Gresham walked up and engaged him saying, so this is also community theater, by the way, Correct. Uh, saying he didn't know he had such a great sidekick. And then Bailey said he hadn't forgotten about the first match. Uh, when Gresham wanted to challenge him to the rematch at sacrifice, Gresham accepted. So we're on, we got uh, Gresham versus speedball number two and their match at um, no surrender was really, really good. So 
Um, it looks like we're going to go into a series of matches between these two guys. And hey, look, they're not really actively engaged in a story. Just let them have great matches. I'm cool with that. I- I have no qualm with that right now. Um, yeah. You know, watching Speedball lets me realize just how great Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are because they're yeah. also from Montreal and English is also their second language, but damn, they're really good at promos. And yeah. damn, Speedball just isn't. So you know what the answer is? Don't make them do them. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. I don't yeah. understand this. I don't understand why we make people do things they're not good at. That's a great way to make sure TV is awful and people don't get over as much as they could. I just so stupid uh speaking of stupid jai vidal uh defeated uh, johnny swinger with zicky dice johnny swinger man he's just uh, he can't get the to the 50 wins yet so uh one of the best bits in all of wrestling um this is pretty funny uh this is pretty funny at one point swinger goes damn it dice i thought you said this kid couldn't work and uh the kid <laughs> vidal was beating his ass so i thought that was pretty funny it was funny it was for a comedy so, so Swinger's the best comedy wrestler in the U.S., right? Because his stuff is always funny in the ring. He can actually still kind of go. So I laughed. Yeah. I shouldn't have laughed as often as I did, but I did laugh. <laughs> um, you didn't laugh at this one. Design delivered a message explaining how Callahan oh, hadn't God. passed up six. Despite defeating Rhino last week, Callahan then entered the frame upset. And Diener explained step six was to take a beating like a man. He said... And he then said they didn't forget that Callahan cost Khan a match against Frankie Kazarian and no surrender and asked if he was willing to take that beating, Callahan obliged. So I guess that'll be next week. Uh, and then PCO arrived outside of Samstown, still screaming Eddie. So he's he's looking for Eddie. You know, at least PCO is convincing. Yeah. As a crazy man I, with a shovel. Like this design thing <laughs> and like Diener doing this like he's Mr. Burns or something like that the whole time <laughs> is just, God, it's so, I mean, like I used to, I long for the days when I bitched about Eric Young just doing the Bray Wyatt <laughs> rambling promo, but at least that was like good. Like, well, and Eric Young's so a great character. Eric Young's a good character actor, you know. Correct. And Cody Deaner is not. What is? What is Cody Deaner? What is the character? Like, what is it uh-huh. supposed to be? Like, as far like this is stuff that bugs me in wrestling is like character work is so poor, so I don't think they should do it. Right. Like, I think wrestling kind of works at its best. If you have guys like a Kevin Owens or a Sami Zayn who can do these things, then they should do them. If you have guys who cannot do these things, they should not do them because it exposes your product as being bad. And like every time we cut to one of these poorly lit batch stake segments where people are acting poorly and looking stupid, it makes it hard to watch. And again, I can't point to ratings because. They don't care about ratings, but you can't tell me this promotion is hot at all, right? Like they work really hard to sell tickets and they do a good job of it now. They do a really mm-hmm. good job hustling, something we bitched about a year ago mm-hmm. on the show. Yeah. That's been totally turned around. The street team and the marketing has been great, right? But when the crowds come in, they're like, <laughs> yeah. And do you blame them? This is what we give them. This is what we give them. You know, I really tried to just skip past the design, but uh, <laughs> it just didn't, didn't work out. <laughs> Fucking sucks, uh, man. Speaking of sucks, Tommy Dreamer was chatting with someone backstage when Mickey James was uh, interrupted. As she learned, who is that guy, she, by the way? Who is he talking she, to backstage? So Why are we having conversations with random people? I like tell me who these people hey. are. Why is he having a conversation clearly lit and clearly in front of the camera? Why is Tommy bullshitting with a guy in front of the camera? 
are we supposed to not well, pretend the camera is there? It makes no sense. None. I well, hate it. Maybe the camera just walked up on him. Maybe he was just like in a conversation and okay. then the camera is just. They've <laughs> done that in this promotion. They've done that in this promotion where the camera will just creep around. They did not do that here. No, they they clearly not. had a setup and Tommy Dreamer decides to have a conversation with Orando in front of the camera and then Mickey and her big boobs show up like and then. Well, there's a silver lining at least. It was a silver lining. It was fine for <laughs> for what it was at that point. But yeah. So she and Dreamer were talking about taking on Bully Ray and Masha next week. And then Jordan Grace walked in and asked James if it was a good idea about her taking the match before their rematch to sacrifice. And James didn't have a good answer. It's because the answer is no. no. It's not smart <laughs> to have a big match the night before you're defending your title against a great challenger like Jordan Grace. It's not smart for Tommy Dreamer to ever take a match in the year 2023, especially no. one that I have to watch. <laughs> Uh, Eddie Edwards came out for a promo. He says, time to focus on his future and for all his, of this business with PCO to come to an end. He said, after last week, uh, when someone ran PCO over a car, it was officially over. Then they aired the footage from last week. Uh, and then PCO's interest played, uh, and people went crazy for PCO, by the way. The guy's over. Good entrance. Man. It's a good entrance. Yeah, great, great entrance. Scared my daughter. Uh, oh, which mission I, accomplished. That, yeah, remember I, I tweeted that? Oh, no, yeah. no, you weren't on the show that week. So I ended up tweeting that to PCO, and he was really excited. He goes, oh, thank you. Thank you, you texted, for telling me that. That was great. You texted that to me, actually, Yeah, that PCO <laughs> scared your daughter. Um, yeah. <laughs> so this actually – you know why this actually works? You know why this actually works? Because PCO is good at playing the PCO character. He's never mm-hmm. been a good promo ever in his whole life. No. Also, English, English second language speaker, right? French-Canadian guy. Eddie Edwards, really good promo, right? Speaks from mm-hmm. the heart. Even if I don't like the material always, he speaks from the heart, and he sounds like yeah. a real person when he's talking. So as dumb as this feud is, I enjoy it. Yeah. Right. Well, I'm 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 ready for the feud to be over. I can't Me wait too. to get the conclusion because it's drug on a little bit long. But um, as PCO came out, uh, Kenny King attacked him from behind, and then they came to the conclusion that – Kenny King was driving the car that hit PCO, a reunion of honor no more. Um, I don't know. Vincent's still out there. I thought Vincent was going to WWE, so maybe he's coming back. Who knows? Um, but it looks like we've got a little bit of an honor no more reunion. Yeah, that Vincent's WWE thing kind of died quick. Well, I still think it was yeah. Rikishi behind the wheel of the car. It's the only thing that makes sense. <laughs> well, they, they don't have any video evidence that it was actually Kenny King. So They didn't show us who was behind the car. I think, honestly, Mike, I still think it was probably Alicia. I think you're right about that. Yeah, because they did yeah. not show us who was behind the wheel of the car, right? So we might be getting a new version of Honor No More. And like I said, Davy Richards is about to be a free agent. That makes total sense to me. Bring Kenny King, in. maybe you bring Vincent back, and then you got a new Honor No More. You got a new stable there. I'm fine so, with that. And then with Alicia Edwards as kind of like the the heater. So the 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 eighty pound heater. <laughs> the heater. I just meant like the, everybody I was, out there. <laughs> I was gonna say the manager, and then as soon as I said heater, I automatically was like. That's the opposite of Terry Gordy, by the yes. way. <laughs> you cannot get more opposite of Terry Gordy than Alicia Edwards. Yes, you are correct. Spot yeah. on. But uh, King uh, King and Edwards beat the shit out of this guy, man. They really um, did. They did all kinds of crazy stuff to him. They uh, The numbers game caught up to PCOs. He's bloodied up by a chair and pinned behind the steps and held there by both men for a beating until he rallied again. And Edwards eventually slowed him down with a kendo, or slowed him down with a kendo stick and a Boston knee party with a, with a chair as Kenny King helped out. The final shot was a kendo stick into the chair as it laid on his head. So um, I don't know if this is ending a sacrifice. Maybe they, I hope they don't drag it out to rebellion. Cause I think, I think we've got to get to 
where we're going pretty soon with uh, with this feud. But I, um, I, I like the segment. I like the segment. I love how dumb pro wrestling is. We're supposed to think a piece of bamboo slamming into a chair makes the chair (laughs) somehow increases the chair's velocity. And we all all accept it, right? We all go, yes, clearly that had to make that hurt extra. You know what's great about pro wrestling, Mike? What's that? Pro wrestling. Yes. Like pro wrestling matches, pro wrestling angles, two dudes who don't like each other and want to beat the shit out of each other. Like. Why do we waste violence. our time with the other sh- violence? Violence is <laughs> yeah. great. Why do we yeah. waste our time? Violence is great. That should be a stable. Um, why do we waste our time with everything else that is not great? That makes it hard and embarrassing to be a pro wrestling fan. <laughs> they're they're trying to recreate what pro wrestling is because at one point in time it got over with the Matt Hardy stuff, and so they have just never stopped doing it. But they had lightning in a bottle with that, and they never been able to get somebody anywhere close to being as good as Matt Hardy whenever he was doing it. And the, and Decay was a part of that crew too. Decay they were was in those videos. But when the Hardys left, the Decay, and as much as I love Rosemary, she's a great character. Don't get me wrong. Um, the backstage skits have just never been any good. Yeah. I like Rosemary's matches. I really do. Like she can have a five star classic. She doesn't need to. She's a character. She can do cool and crazy stuff, but the witchy poo stuff's gotta it's gotta be done. I mean, look, it's not like it's gonna be a never ending conversation. So I oh, just oh, I, I kind of just like speaking of witchy poo, you skipped something, sir. We're not there to that tag match yet. Are you sure? Did I get we're the order of the show wrong? Oh, okay, I'm sorry. We're, we're not there yet. If I did skip it, I apologize. Hold on. I thought that Going was back just, up. I thought the piece no, was no, just we're, before the main event. Okay, I was out of order. No, no, we're we're not there yet. Okay. Um that is nope, we're not there yet. We're coming up. My fault, my fault. Next, um Santino Morello was with Vladimir Kozlov. Yes. Yes, they should, JD. Yes, they should if he's available and wants to come in. Kozlov. I've always liked Kozlov. I thought WWE ruined Kozlov. I was excited when he signed there. He did some stuff in Japan that I always thought was really good. I, and this guy looks great. He looks like a, a million bucks, this guy. Like, the big head on this fucking guy. He looks like a real a badass heavyweight. Like a, a, like a legit wrestler. I know he's a Sambo player. Yes, the they Sambo should. Player. They Yes, they should sign him. I, I don't think they're going to. I think he's just visiting friends. But um, I like this guy. I hated this segment. Um, I hate when Dirty Dango has to be there. I hate when we have to do WWE shit from 15 years ago. I just... I hate it. I fucking hate it. It's not for me. If you know, if you put Kozlov or whatever his real, I forget what his real name is, out there and let him beat people's ass, I'm yes. fine with that. I, I, I'm not. I, I didn't even get into the segment yet. I was just like, I saw Kozlov on television, and I was just like, I want Kozlov in this promotion. I, I thought that, I, I really got excited when you know, because Jeff Jer- or Jerry Jarrett just passed away. This was this was the you got excited because Jerry Jarrett passed away. <laughs> no, no, but they were telling the story how yeah. it originated, how Jerry Jarrett had brought him, tried to bring him into TNA, and Jeff and Dixie declined. So he took him to WWE to meet with Vince, and then a story came out, and then there was like this big rift between uh, Jerry and Jeff for for a long time because of that. And I'm sure there was a bunch of other stuff. This was just one of the many issues that they were having. Um, when he went there and he signed there, and I was really big into WWE at the time. I was like, oh, this is going to be great. And then they brought him in. He was a goof. And I was yeah. like, God damn it. But he doesn't even look like the same guy anymore. He he, And I see him I see him pop up in B-action movies all the time. Like, he's got, like, a legit acting career. He's not, like, a main star or anything, but he's in a lot of movies and TV shows. Mm-hmm. Um, I, he could be a good get for this promotion. 
if he wants to i mean like does he want to do this kind of stuff i mean the impact schedule maybe I me mean, looks better than he, yeah. physically i think he probably looks a little bit better than he did in wwe right because yeah. he had more of a com- he had more of a combat athlete body which again is a little, typically a little bit softer than a pro wrestler body because i remember him having stared off to triple h and triple h was just so juiced up that he you know dwarfed the guy a little bit but i know if yeah. these two fought he would fuck triple h up right oh easy yeah it would be even be funny but i mean like i think now he can i think he's a little bit more i do think now he's probably a little bit more cosmetic right i think yeah. he's probably a little bit better for the business now i don't know where he is as a worker at this point but i mean oh i'd be interested to see what i'd be interested to see I, it yeah it just it got my brain going whenever i saw him but yeah the segment wasn't great um so <laughs> so dirty dingo walked in as kozlov walked away so kozlov and morella were hugging and then uh, Marilla cautioned him said that he couldn't say his name as it was trademarked unlike his and that, I thought that was pretty funny um, and then he said say his name and then all of a sudden Joe Hendry's music kicks off <laughs> and they go were you just hiding back there and he goes look that's besides the point and then uh, he, want, he wanted a, he wanted a match with uh, Brian Myers for sacrifice he's exercising his rematch clause with cut which caught Marilla by surprise because he's like you're still the champion and he goes yeah but Brian Myers never got his rematch and he pissed me off last week, so now I want him to have his rematch. He goes, well, that doesn't make any sense, but yeah, let's go ahead and do it. So they booked the match. Um, well, and they also booked – go ahead. <laughs> wrestling people – it's so funny when wrestling people talk about these rematch things. Any other combat sport, right? If I don't like you, I want to fucking fight you. I want to beat yeah. your ass. But in wrestling, it's like, why would the champion want to fight somebody? He could possibly lose. Like these people who are smart wrestling people – have zero clue when it comes to I want to beat you up. It, I don't like ridiculous. you, Aragorn. I want to fight you. So, I mean, every time a baby face puts themselves into a disadvantaged situation, people get like, oh, that's not realistic. And I'm just, I don't get it. It's like, no, you're a baby face because you want to kick his ass. Mm-hmm. I want to beat you up. I don't, I, and, the, and smart people say things like this. And it just makes me go, it honestly it makes me go, man, you've never been in a fight in your life, have you? You've never, <laughs> yeah. you have never, actually fought another human being you just like the pretend stuff and it disappoints me to be quite honest with you Mike. <laughs> yeah yeah i'll tell you the story of a uh, of uh, george st pierre versus nick diaz so nick diaz was the strike force champion he was coming over and they were going to do title versus title right um they they had the promotion they were they were going to go at it but nick diaz kept missing all of the press conferences so they they took his ass out of the main event they put him in the co-main event against bj pin and the main event of that show was like october of 2011 this is a long time ago right um the the co-main event of that or the main event was going to be carlos condit versus george st pierre carlos condit was the technical number one contender had been on a big time winning streak right um but then going into the match right before the it's about to happen george st pierre gets hurt right so um, Carlos Condit ends up winning an, an interim title. So now they're going to do Carlos versus George, right? The next year, but in the, in the BJ pin, Nate, Nick Diaz fight, Nick Diaz beat the shit out of BJ pin. And then afterwards called George out and George St. Pierre was like, I know that the true number one contender and the true top guy in the division is Carlos Condit, but that guy pissed me off. We got to make that fight. And then after that fight's over, then I'll fight, then I'll fight Carlos, right? But 
I want the one with, I want the match with some heat. I want the match that's going to draw a little bit of money. And I want to fight the guy that just pissed me off. And I want to beat his ass. And then that's the match they made. And of course, George, you know, defeated him and he was one of the greatest that ever lived. But those things happen in combat sports. Sometimes you don't have to be a number one contender. You don't even need to have these rankings, this bullshit rankings. I know AEW tried it and it failed. They quit him. But you, you don't even really? need it. You need two, you need two <laughs> guys that wanting to fight each other. That's yes. the important thing. Here's the thing, too, is people don't realize rankings in real combat sports are bullshit, too. Yes. And yes. people like, like, well, gosh, not the number one contender. And it's like, yeah, they got to fight because it's going to draw money because they're going to fight each other. They hate each other. Like, yeah. I just it never ceases to amaze me how conditioned we've been to specifically WWE for decades where people, smart people can't think anything outside the people who actually watch MMA will be like, well, can't, this can't be like, and I just, I don't get it. I don't get, I yeah. don't get it. I don't understand. Good. I don't understand. The sporting aspects do belong in pro wrestling. Like I, I prefer to see a challenger on a win streak before the challenge for a title. That's, that's I my favorite thing. I, I, I appreciate that because I want at least someone to at least have a claim to a championship match. Right. That doesn't mean they have to be the top guy. They, they, they need to have at least a, like to, to be like somewhat of a legitimate threat, whether it be because they cheat to win. What, no, no matter what it is, there's got to be some doubt in the title match. But if you're just throwing a random guy in there because you think it's going to be a good match or for whatever bullshit, it, I, I just don't care. I agree. This, you know, what I'm really excited about this weekend. NC, the NCAA wrestling term is going on right now. I had to make time. From, re- from real wrestling to watch the fake wrestling stuff. So <laughs> the big story this week is 165, 165 pounds, has four returning NCAA champions in the weight and one runner-up. So there's five dudes who legitimately could win it. The guy who's the number one seed, David Carr from, excuse me, from Iowa State, has pinned, has beaten the returning national champion, Keegan O'Toole from Missouri, twice already this year, including pinning him once. And in real life, pins are really hard to come by. So the big question is, is can this dude, can David Carr, who won it in 2021, can he beat Keegan O'Toole for the third time this year? And people are like, oh, rematches. Oh, I've already seen it. I cannot wait to see yeah. this third match. If if we get there, because any of those guys, guys could lose anywhere along the line. The dude seated eighth could win the tournament because mm-hmm. anybody could win it. And the, that's real sports. That's exciting. Like, I don't under, I, again, these wrestling people, it just, it, it, uh, it boggles my mind sometimes, man. It absolutely boggles it. I cannot wait for this rematch. Rematches can absolutely rule, but I got nerds who, who have never watched anything real in their life complaining about it. I don't, yeah, I don't mm-hmm. get it. Well, it makes total sense for uh, Joe Hendry to, to want that match, and it made sense yes. for Morella to make the match. So yes, and now and now we got the match. I don't know the match is going to be any good, but we got it. Probably <laughs> not, but it'll be. But it like it makes sense for the character. That's all I ask, man. Just make just have things make sense a little bit. Have my baby faces be valiant, right? So speaking of something that doesn't make any fucking sense, the Coven defeated the Death Dolls. Actually, it makes perfect um, sense. Valkyrie's on her way out. So. <laughs> yeah, that's true. The the witch a women um, defeated uh, the Death Dolls. We're gonna go ahead and put it up on the screen. Um, right there, Taya Valkyrie is now all elite. Uh, you know, I I, I remember somebody, a, a Chicago guy, just last week on this show. Uh, whenever I said that I thought Taya would go to to Ring of Honor, you were saying you're pretty bullish. Like, 
No, I think she's going to be all elite. I think she will be, she'll answer Jade's challenge. You were pretty damn close. She didn't answer the challenge, but she did end up challenging Jade for another match down the road. But uh, this was pretty cool, man. Yeah, they made that work. They actually, uh, they worked everybody. People were like, when yeah. Nicole, Nicole Matthews, what's going on with this? How did they, <laughs> how did they get this? They hyped this up. And it's, I, I just, I love it, man. I love how yeah. dumb everyone can be. And then she comes out. I'm like, yeah, great. Pro wrestling. Yeah. Pro, re- they, they, pro wrestling, man. Yeah. I love it. They paid it. They paid it off. They made you wait for it. Yes. Yeah. They're going to, you know what they're going to try to do? Draw a rating out of it. They're yeah. Try to draw. What? I don't, I don't know, but they're going to try. And uh, they've treated Ty like a big star. Taya came yeah. off like a star. She, I don't like her entrance music, but she came out and she, she's got charisma. She's got presence. Mm-hmm. She always like bursts off the screen when you see. Her. I thought that was his Lucha Underground. Like she just, yeah. she got a big presence. I think she's, she can do fine here. You know? Yeah, I'm, I'm disappointed she's leaving, but she's kind of done everything she can here. What so. can she do? Yeah, man. I mean, yeah. like this kind of, it felt like purgatory. Her coming back here, right? And yeah. again, the, the Bethel thing was actually. I was I said before. I yeah, I was ready to hate it. And um mm-hmm. her and Wilson have really good chemistry, right? They really do. Yeah. They, so they uh, do. what are you gonna but what do you do from here, right? It's fine. Let her move on, yeah. let her do something different. I'm I'm curious to see how they, they write her off of the show because you know they like to kill people. They do so like I'm, to kill I'm curious. You know what I wish they would do? I wish they would just like don't half ass it. Chop her fucking head off. Just you, you know what I mean? Like just Get an axe, just cut it all the way off, and the blood just squirts out of the top. Like, let's just let's just do that. Why not? Like, if we're gonna do it, just fucking do it right. <laughs> Allie got stabbed. The bunny got stabbed in the yeah. throat with a was yeah. a Freddy Krueger claw. Is that what it was? I'm trying to remember how they I, killed I know, her back I'm, in the day. It was so young, and I'm pretty sure it was just a sword of some. Was it sort. just a sword? It I was, think so. Oh God, it was so bad. Um, yeah. And now it's worse. Like we went from the death dolls, which I wasn't again, they they won me over, but the then that realm yeah. shit is dumb. And now we have Taylor Wilde doing whatever the fuck she's doing, and Kylan King I, is like along for the ride. Like she like they don't yeah. look like a team at Ky- all. And speaking of Kylan King. Uh, she has officially signed with Impact. Good for her. Um, that, yeah, that was announced yesterday. Impact wanted to get that story out before AEW Dynamite because, you know, well, they knew that Taya was going there. So re- smart <laughs> reasons. Yes. Yeah. Smart. Um, smart from them. So, I would like. Okay, because let's be. As much as I hate Taylor Wilde's new gimmick, and I hate it, she's committed. She's all in on the ridiculousness and the stupidity of it. And Kylan's just kind of like hanging out with her like yeah she should be if they're the coven right they're they're the coven then she's got to have like a broom or something like commit like commit to this thing don't don't do it half-assed right even if you know what i mean so the tarot cards i'm not a fan of in the matches but like could you imagine if like she hits somebody with a broom kind of like a kendo stick like, Why not? It would hurt about as much of, as a candle or a cauldron. Bring a cauldron right. down. Yeah, let's do it. You yes, know, like maybe maybe she's you know slams somebody's sister with a fucking house. You know, go go Wizard of Oz. Disembowel a cat on the screen. Yeah. Like if we're gonna oh. do this, let's go all out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe not the cat it's thing, JD. That might have been a little too stupid. far. You might, dropped you, a house you, on someone's sister. <laughs> uh, you, I would Wizard of Oz. You would. You, you advocated I, 
Sam's lot was vampires, sir. Um, Sorry. You, uh, you advocated murder, sir. <laughs> I, well, I did merely, say that I wanted her to get her head chopped off too. You did so. say that. So that yeah. but this is how stupid this shit is. So now our, our impact knockouts, tag team champions, tail card, play with tarot cards during their or one of them does. The I, other one's just kind of like, I don't know, I just I'm signed here I'm, now. You know? Yeah. I'm cool. I'm cool with it as long as they get rid of the tarot cards and they just calm down on the backstage skits. Oh, but, it's not gonna happen. Um I, and you know what? And I didn't think this match was all that bad. Um, it, it wasn't a great match by any means, but yeah, because Ty I, is a good worker, right? And so was Kylan King. Yeah, she's Kylan, talented. Kylan King. She yeah. is. Ta- she is talented. Um, yeah. I think on okay when this whole stupid thing is done, which knowing Impact, three months we'll get three months of god awful <laughs> shit, and then they're gonna get rid sick sick of Taylor Wilde's bullshit, and then we're gonna move past all this, and like her and Jordan Grace, and her and like Masha, maybe Mickey if she's still around, like they're gonna be really good matches coming mm-hmm. out, like coming out Kyle and King, like that's a good signing, and I think she's yeah. like what I've been advocating, you sign these young people and build around them a little bit, like. Great signing. Terrible, terrible way to bring her in. Absolutely terrible. Couldn't have been That's worse. Everybody's like saying congratulations. She's getting congratulations from like big AEW and WWE. So like Bailey was saying that. And mm-hmm. I think Britt Baker was saying, but I'm like, guys, she's a witch now. Yeah, you know but they know it's not going to last very long. I know. Right. I know. It's, it's going like- to. It's, you bring it's, her in and you make her a witch. Come on, guys. What but she's doing? not a witch. She hangs. She's like witch adjacent. <laughs> she's like, witch adjacent, right? She's hanging out with the crazy lady. She's just like I'm. This is my or, friend now. I just hang out with her because she's not committed. She's wearing the same gear she wore in yeah. AEW. And like I said, she's not. I think she needs to go full Margaret Hamilton, paint her face green, give her the long <laughs> nose, right? Have her yeah. look into the into the camera and call someone my pretty. Like, just go. If you're gonna do this, just what? Well, fuck it. Commit to it. <laughs> uh, so they two new matches were made official for sacrifice. You got Bailey versus Gresham two and Hendry versus Myers two, which we already talked about. And they also revealed that the Thursday, March thirty, Impact will be a special live edition, counting down to Impact versus New Japan. Um, and the show will feature Josh Alexander versus Kenta. So there you go. Um, and then now we go to the main event, a really good main event, by the way. I thought this match was awesome, uh, which you would expect because you got Bullet Club, uh, Kenta, Ace Austin, and Chris Bay defeating Josh Alexander, Frankie Gazarian, and Rich Swan. I didn't see the finish coming, honestly. Ooh. I, I, Ooh, I didn't bad. see that one because it was I bad. I didn't see that. One. I did not see, you know, we got the, we got a distraction finish. Uh, Josh Alexander lost his brain because Macklin just happened to be like, he was like, what, 150 yards away? Josh, so. Josh, Josh is officially <laughs> past sting on the dumb baby face scale. Yeah. Josh freaked out because Macklin watched the match. Macklin's doing his best regal at PWG, hanging yeah. out in the back, just <laughs> observing, and Josh yeah. loses his fucking mind. Because yeah. someone would he like they cut to a wide shot and even even Tom's like what are we looking at what's yeah. going on it's like, like, it's like oh he's just kind of peeking behind yeah he was just doing what anyone what any athlete ever would do and observe his competition <laughs> and Josh completely lost his mind what a yeah. dumb fuck finish this was the worst distraction finish because there's nothing even distractible Mac yeah, did no- nothing. There was no music. There no. was no nothing. Like he just what? was watching the match, like innocently. Right. The the music <laughs> thing is, I, I the distraction it's annoying, is but... the worst, it's the worst trope in wrestling. I wish we would get rid of it. It's such a cop out. But this one was 
it wasn't even the music because for some reason i always laugh at oh the music drives them crazy oh my god there's so-and-so's music i have what right. they could come out here any minute instead of being like oh shit i have to pin this person fast right, right. like a normal human being would think of but it's yeah. wrestling macklin didn't do anything he just no. watched and yeah, josh lost it this was the yeah. worst thing they've ever done with Josh. I'll st- I will say that and stand by it. I will say that I still really like the match, but yes, the finish was dark. Match was great. Match, match was, was great. really yeah. good, but the finish was ass. Yeah, yeah. I I, I was just like, what what are we doing here, guys? Come on now, let's pretend like this never happened. This booking sucks. These matches are yeah. good, but the booking and the creative is so fucking bad right now. It's so ass trash. I'm like Scott is the president. He needs to fire his creative team and bring in somebody else. Cause this show is when there's not actual matches in the ring, it's impossible to watch right now. It's it. They've, they've lost so many steps and it's clear that Demore has moved up in the chain because he's got less control over what's going on. He's not like, it's clear that he might be like not there doing the day-to-day operations. It's quite right? possible. It's quite possible. You know what I mean, because there's and it's and it's really been since it's been since like Bound for Glory, but honestly, like since Hard to Kill, the TV show has just gotten to be really, really bad. It's it's been it's been getting worse since Scott was taken off TV, right? Yeah. Yep. And it was it was trending that we used to joke about stuff. It would trend that way for a little bit. Like last summer, I thought our TV was really good. And yeah. now about nine months later, it's it's bad. Like, it's not even like, again, matches are good. I like the matches. Don't get mad at me. Cause I'm saying the show is bad. The wrestling nine times out of 10 is pretty good. Yeah. Seven times out of 10. The anytime there's not wrestling on the screen, it's fucking ass. It's, it's, it's terrible. This is the worst book promotion in wrestling right now. And I truly believe that truly. Guys, you're going to say NWA. We don't watch NWA. Who watches so NWA? They don't care. Yeah, we're not going to comment on that. We don't watch MLW either. But between WWE, <laughs> AEW, and Impact, um, Impact is pulling up the rear there. I hold Impact to a better standard than I hold MLW and the NWA yeah. too. They should be – they're a weak – they're a quality product, and they're beyond – they're beyond this. Those companies aren't beyond that. That's what they are. No. This company well, we've, is beyond that. And we've seen Impact be really, really good. Yes. Yes. You know, they have the so. talent to be. Yes, they lost a lot of talent. But goddamn, man, you don't got to do all this stupid shit. I mean, like, none of it makes sense. None of it. Like, you should have sat Taylor Wilde down and said, that's a cute idea, but no. No. <laughs> no. Like, right. Santina Morella, it's cute, but, you know, maybe once a show instead of four times a show, maybe. Like, it's yeah. it's bad, man. I'm, I am... I am not enjoying anything that is not directly wrestling related right now. Uh, well, we'll end on a sour note, uh, guys. So that will do it for the free show this week. So uh, head over to patreon.com slash fight game media. And we're going to have the extended version where we talk the wrestling world news with Mike and JD. Uh, got lots of cool stuff to talk about. We got, uh, you know, Stu Grayson's in the news. Now we got, um, got some Vince McMahon, a little bit more impact news. Will Ospreay news. Um, and we're going to talk a little bit about uh, AEW, too. AEW's got some news coming out. So we're going to chat all that. So join us on the extended version over on patreon.com slash 5 Um We are out. 
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C.